there's nothing in stone where we're going to already say this is the way it's going to be. People asked with Tim Duncan, what, what do you think he needs? What are you going to do? I said, I have no idea. We're going to get him on the court and we're going to see him play and we'll go from there. Let the conversation continue with Ryan, Trista, and Nick and BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Greg Popovich there on Victor Wembanyama. Kind of a big deal. Kind of a lot of hype around him, right, Trista? Just yeah. A, just a little Tons. bit, I'd say. Yeah, just like a little bit. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it looks, we've been talking about this guy for years to finally get that chance this fall to see him play, just like Scoot Henderson is... Oh, man. This is the type, like, we, we love having the hyped-up guys. We love having these big prospects. When you hear about them two years before they get to the NBA. He's ours, though. He's yeah, mine. Yeah, now. <laughs> Scoot is ours. I, I, listen, I'm happy for you and your Portland Trailblazers, because even if Dame is gone, you still have Scoot Henderson, and it may just be one transition to the other, just like that. All right, we bring on Kurt Heelan, lead NBA writer, managing editor, NBCSports.com. Let's, look. Uh, the Damian Lillard thing, it's going to be up and down. And it's, of course, the team says they're going to work to build around him. And then he wants to take more time and say, well, I want to evaluate according to reports like what they're doing over the next few days. Bigger picture just with this NBA offseason. Not just Dame, but like we have some stars in the news and trade rumors. But there's also been a lot of just these salary dumps. Could we see an offseason where yeah. maybe it's more of just teams just trying to dump salary because of this new CBA and we don't have the wild NBA offseasons that we're used to? I think it'll be wild, but I think it'll be wild in part because of just what you said. It's not even, by the way, just the CBA. That's an excuse for a couple owners to go, oh, hey, let's just dump John Collins, man. <laughs> we, you know, we've held on. To, by the way, we've held on to him for like six years while trying to trade him. Now we're going to get nothing for him. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be a lot more of that, I fear. And you're also going to see teams. I mean, what's Minnesota going to do? I mean, they're probably going to have to trade Carl Anthony Towns. I got to trade Cat, right? Because. You can't trade Gobert. You'd be an idiot to trade Edwards. Like, so where do you go? Cat's the guy you can move. I think you're going to see a lot of teams who built themselves under the old model and now look at the new CBA and go, dude, we got to switch this up. Yeah, you mentioned uh, John Collins in Atlanta. Atlanta now rumored to make every single player under the sun available outside of Trey Young, which some (laughs) might say that Trey Young might should maybe go too. What do you think goes on next with the Hawks? <laughs> yeah. Is Quinn Snyder convinced he can win with Trey Young? I mean, that's honestly like as much as they're talking about making all these moves and doing all this stuff, there's a certain level of let's get them in and see what it looks like because Quinn Snyder runs a very specific system, right? Like off ball movement, don't stop the ball, keep it moving, play defense, get out and run, shoot more threes, which Trey will like. I'm are you guys convinced that he's a good fit for what Quinn Snyder ran in Utah? No. No. We neither one of us is a fan of no. anything that he does and the way that's looked at all. Yeah. So I I'm if I'm them, I'd kind of rather run it in and run it for a while, see what it looks like. Is maybe I'm surprised. Maybe he comes around, maybe he's matured, maybe he fits. But I'd rather look at it for a while and then say, all right, let's get out from under Trey before I dump DeJounte and all these other guys that might work well with whatever other pieces you bring in. What's a reasonable expectation for Victor Wembanyama in his rookie year? MVP championship? No. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> went, went ESPN talk show for a yeah. minute. Um, can I – I think they're going to slow play him a little. Mm-hmm. Like I think this isn't going to be crazy. and. Here's the bar to me. 
LeBron James rookie year on what was an otherwise god awful Cleveland team, 35 wins. If you get the 35, 37 wins, you flirt with the last play in spot. That's good. That's like all I'm going to ask in a rookie year from him. I'm not the, the, the crazy stuff that's out there. I'm not asking more. Like, I think they're going to slow play him. I think he's going to be, I think he looks like a guy who can a play like a force of nature and be more importantly, he doesn't, he sound like a guy mature enough to handle this. Yeah. He just gives off that vibe. So if that all comes together in a couple of years, he'll be a force, but that's why you're in San Antonio, man. Cause you don't, you've got Greg Popovich and you've got a media market where there's not this screaming talking head guy in your ear every day down the street. So like, I, I think it's a little better for them. When I see Scoot, Kurt, all I can do is imagine like Anthony Edwards, Davion Mitchell, a little, little Donovan Mitchell. Uh, so to me, you talked about what we should expect from, from Wemby. Like what can we reasonably expect from Scoot if he gets the minutes? I think he will get the minutes too. I think I think if you've got Scoot or Brandon Miller, man, I don't think you slow play them as much. I think you just roll them, especially Scoot, who spent the last few years playing against pros in the G League, right? Just roll him out there and let's see what he can do. Um, by the way, I'm a huge fan. I've watched his game in person. I've talked to him. I'm a huge fan of what I think he can be. Um, what the expectations are is I think he's might be the rookie of the year. I mean, it's going to be hard to unseat Wemby because Wemby is going to be a walking highlight machine. Could be rookie of the year. I think rookie of the year is absolutely reasonable for him. Depending on whether Dame is there, like it affects his point totals, <laughs> like obviously, but like, I think he's going to put up good numbers and be one of these top rookies in the class. And they're another team. I mean, in the West, like outside of Denver being really good, I I fear predicting anybody else in that conference right now. Yeah, and you talk about, you know, what Scoot can be, obviously two-way force, uh, and what he could look yeah. like with Dame. If this team was to trade Dame, which I don't think people really quite realize, it's going to take so much that the team that Dame maybe goes to is no longer a contender. Do you think, outside of Anthony Simons, because I think he gets moved, do you think that Shaden, Scoot, and Dame – can function together and they can build a roster to truly contend, you know, outside of a team like Denver? Not really. I mean, I think they could be good though. I mean, if, if that's one of those, like if everything goes their way, who's Shane can kind of, I mean, who's going to defend is Nurkic your guy in the middle or are you getting another center? Another center, another center. Um, Brooke Lopez, Brooke Lopez. Another, another center. You're like, Brooke Lopez. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting one, by the way. I'm really curious. 35 years old. I'm like, man, how many years do I want to be in that business? Yeah. Like as good as he is, as much as he's vital, like that's, um, I, yeah, they could, they could make, I mean, look again in a wide open West, if those three are out there and it kind of comes together and everybody stays healthy and you told me we get to Christmas and they're, a frisky five seed. I, I could see that. Like, I don't think that that's, I don't think that's crazy. I also don't think it's crazy that they're the 12th seed and you have me back on here to talk about how they're going to send him to Brooklyn. <laughs>
it's yeah the, the the whole situation with them it just in general is it's it's been complicated i feel like for years and poor trista's just been on an up and down roller coaster as a portland fan dealing with it uh talking to kurt heel and bet mgm tonight the warriors went and got chris paul which is weird considering well there's like some bad blood with people on that roster and then the steve kerr dynamic it just the, his whole career arc now at this point just feels so weird uh, to see the warriors I mean, we saw the way that they regressed as you know the season went on he gets to the play is yeah. it is it done with golden state i i find it hard to just write this team off completely but so much yeah. has changed now even from that last championship they just won they need they need everything to go right which is a weird thing to say because they used to be the team where oh hey that guy got injured yeah, it doesn't really matter yeah. like they're still they're still probably going to win this thing right like it's not that way anymore and i think this is a weird fit on a couple of levels and the one that gets discussed the most is simply chris paul plays slow he is a walk it up survey the court guy this is a team that plays fast and in chaos so how does that work i think I'm starting right here. I was just writing up something on on this fit today. I'm like, who starts? Can you bring Chris Paul off the bench? Or do you have to – who do you sit? We can't sit Wiggins, can you? You're not going to sit Green. You're going to go small and just start – bring Looney off the bench and have Green at center to start? Like, it's – they might end up doing that, but there's just not a natural – I mean, the natural fit, frankly, is Chris Paul running the second unit, and good luck selling that one. Yeah. Okay. That's up to Trista. Trista, you get to sell that one day, and the rest of us are staying out of the room. I man. hear he's on a book tour, so maybe if we plug his book enough, maybe he'll he'll agree. How do the how do the Suns, Kurt, feel truly about DeAndre Ayton? Because now we've got the rumors that he was almost traded on on draft night to the Mavs for some depth because Lord Phoenix needs that, but like. It's been weird for a while, and now that Monty's gone, I thought maybe some things would change. And then if now that they are going to keep him, second part is, is what do you think Frank Vogel's going to be able to do to get the vibes back good with Aiden? Haven't you loved the way Frank Vogel's played good cop? Yeah. Like through this whole thing. Like, oh, like, no, man, he's the best, man. He's going to be a drop-back center. It's going to be fine. Tristan, you, you guys probably know this. I can tell you I've talked to sources. It wasn't just Monty in that organization frustrated with DeAndre Ayton's immaturity, lack of consistency. You know, let's pull out the Santa long list of issues that they've got with him, right? Like that wasn't just a Monty thing. And so there's plenty of people in the organization, A, ready to move on, and B, they realize they've got no depth. And he was, he was frankly one of their best paths to getting depth in theory. The problem was in practice, I mean, you talk about the, the trade with Dallas. You get Rashawn Holmes, Tim Hardaway Jr., who Luca's ready to be done with, so fine. Is that so you kind of get a replacement center and Tim Hardaway? Other teams are looking at this going, I'm taking on thirty million dollars a year for what for the next three years? Like there's just no market for him like they hoped there would be. Like they could go to the Clippers and get two or three quality pieces back. The Clippers are like, Yeah, we got Zubox, he might be better and he's a third the price. We're good. Thanks. Yeah. Does that mean, just really quick as a follow-up, does that mean that mid mid players that we're not absolutely sure are home run max contracts just won't get maxes anymore? That is going to be, it is going to be really interesting to watch how the CBA shakes out. And 
and how those part of it is yeah i mean should Aiden have ever gotten a number that number in the first place in those maxes i think you're going to see teams be far well i say far they'll be more stingy with them because they realize once you get two you're locked in in the cba those are your guys and you got to build around them um i think it's gonna be interesting to see what it does to the middle class and it's the other thing that's just hard for us and we throw around numbers like oh he's making 30 million he's making 20 million there's a reason when you talk to teams they use the number less and they talk about percentage of the cap more because the numbers are just stupid and they're about to get stupider mm -hmm. we'll go with stupider stupider with the, with the new tv deal like it's going to get insane and so it's just easier to say oh he makes 13 percent of the cap because rather than say oh he makes 15 million dollars or 18 million dollars a year because the numbers are just kind of ridiculous you know, it was this time last year we were talking about this rise that the Grizzlies could have after a great showing the regular season. You're like, this is a team that's going to take that next step. And then everything last year that happened happened. And now you've got another suspension for John Morant. Is this a team that we can just say needs to grow up and maybe this is a learning experience? Or could it maybe be a bigger issue that lingers this year? It could be a bigger issue that lingers. I in that sense, don't you guys get the feeling Marcus Smart was like a really smart pickup? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, A, A just from the, the you could plug him in to next to Zach Randolph and Tony Allen and the grit and grind Grizzlies and Marcus Smart <laughs> would fit right in. But he's also, he's been in a winning organization that's been to the finals and done, you know, haven't climbed the mountains. Celtics fans may not see a banner, but like they've had a lot of success over the next few years. He's just not going to put up with their crap like if if jaws a distraction jaws going to hear about it being a distraction if guys are screwing around they're going to hear about it and not that he's naturally a vocal leader but he's just not going to put up with it and i think that that could be good from they're kind of they're kind of a sneaky pick for me next year that they they have i they already have the pieces with especially with jaron jackson jr stay if jaron jackson jr can stay healthy like i feel like they've got the pieces it's just a question of can they Stop shooting themselves in the foot is a really bad analogy there. But stop doing stupid things that get them in trouble. Yo, Kurt, so Houston's got a, a ton of cap space. Rumored to be going after Dylan Brooks. Rumored to be going after FVV, Fred Van Fleet. We got about a minute, a little less. How much would one or both yeah. change this team? It'd make them a lot more dangerous, wouldn't it? Like, they're just Fred Van Fleet is a great floor general, steady guy. Brooks helps them because for all of his issues, he is an elite defender on the ball. And man, you could put five traffic cones out there last year and it would have been more defensive than Houston half the time. So like, I think that those two guys make them competitive. Again, competitive in the West gets them high play in, low playoffs, kind of depending on who's healthy and how much Jalen Green grows. And hey, just, just the other big question, you guys believe in Jabari Smith? Does he make a leap? Mm -hmm. I think he could. could. Culture. Needs, needs, Culture, needs, Kurt. Maybe get a few more shots in there. Jalen Green not taking them all. And Kevin Porter Jr. Kurt Heelan, really appreciate the awesome time. Thanks stuff. for coming on with us. Thanks. Hey, anytime. Anytime. Yeah, I, I, that, the Fred Van Vliet addition to Houston, I'll tell you what. I think that could make a world of a difference for that team. All you need sometimes is just a good lead guard out there. Yes, sir. And it's BetMGM Tonight.